Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now. Back to more of the high school football scoreboard show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Into the 11 o'clock hour on this Friday night, the semifinal Friday night. Uh, the matchups are all set for championship week for high school football in the state of Georgia uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and we'll run down the matchups and the games and the different classifications, but they're all in. They're all in. 16 teams left, Sam. Yeah. Eight classifications, 16 winners tonight, some exciting games. Some blowouts. Yeah, a couple of a couple of some uh, surprises. Yeah, some first timers mm-hmm. and some always timers. You know, and some for whom it's been a long time. Right. We think about school like Thomas County Central. It's been it's been been a, been a minute. Walton and Milton. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, they're gonna be good. Woodward. Yeah. Woodward looking for a first state championship. Thomas County Central hadn't yeah. won one since '97. Woodward's last one was in '80. Yeah, '80. '80. Yeah. And Creekside's the last one in 13, 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Creekside's mm-hmm. going to play Coffee. Yeah. Coffee's played in the state championship once, never won it. Stockbridge. You know, my, my thing with this, with them at this, this, they're going to be able to dial it back up because they did something that nobody does. Yeah, they went to Cartersville, Wyman Stadium, played yeah. well. But Sam Coffee, this Coffee team is just different. I mean, they played everybody well, they've dominated. They've really quietly been the most dominant team. Yeah. All year. But they're going to play Creekside, mm-hmm. who's been pretty dominant except that trip for California. Yeah, yeah. And Stockbridge, first time ever. Perry, first time ever. Somebody's going to be first time ever state champion. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Shout out Kelly Smith. Yeah. She just she, – Cedar Grove, <laughs> not first time ever, right? No, no, no. They Cedar Grove, like before. every other year. Yeah. I mean, Cedar Grove, you know, let before we get on here, let, I won't go off too long on this, Sam, but – let me just let me just try to give a little nod to Cedar Grove here. I mean, this is a team right here in DeKalb County, not very far from us, who um, they just always make these deep runs. I mean, for the last, you know, several years. Yeah. Just been so impressed. They did not win the state championship last year, the game you called, Sandy Creek won, but they made the finals. So they've made the finals 
and want or won it. One, two, three, four, five, six, six of the last seven years. Yeah. Yeah. They've won four state championships in that time. Looking for number five of the decade, of the of the last less than ten year period. Mm-hmm. Next week. Who they gonna play? Ah. Savannah Christian. Savannah Christian. They just beat a Savannah private school today. They try to beat another one next week. <laughs> right? Savannah Christian. Big winners over Carver Columbus. It's gonna be Savannah Christian versus Calvary. I mean versus Cedar Grove in the bins next week. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep going real quick, Pierce County and Rockmart, right? Manchester and Bowden, yep. and Prince Avenue and Swainsboro. Those are your matchups that are coming up. Okay, now someone we always love to check in with, uh, who had a chance to really take in a game tonight out in Cobb County is Jeff Sintel from Dog Nation, who's checking in with us now. And Jeff, always great to catch up with you. You had talent all over the field tonight. Uh, thoughts about what you had a chance to see out there? Well, I tell you what, fellas, um, great being on with you. Uh, I guess the headline is Walton seeking its first state title, first state title appearance since 2011. I believe that's when um, they faced a team by the, that was powered by the last name, Tim Dietschy, and they didn't come out on the winning end. But they definitely came on on the winning end tonight. I would say that a favorite of my coverage and then a, probably a favorite of this program at least his two hosts would be Jeremy Hiklinski. Yep. And he started putting together, I mean, listen, folks, uh, these all debates that sports writers and reporters have. Show me a better football player in the state of Georgia with a better resume right now than Jeremy Hiklinski. He had a clinic previous weeks. He outgunned Juju to some extent with Carrollton a while back. He throws five touchdowns tonight in a 41-23 to win against Camden County. And it was – it was kind of a back-and-forth affair. I think probably the big headline that coaches around the state and folks who kind of want to kick the tires on with this one is halftime, um, Walton's up 21 to nothing, and then Camden makes a run. They close it to 21-17, to which was keyed a little bit by Walton losing their all-everything linebacker, Ashton Woods. Great run defender, great run stopper. And when you're facing a team like Camden and that wing tee and they're coming wide and they're running their counters and they're running their pulls and everything else. When you take away your best run defender, that's going to, that's going to make your defense look a little less sporty, a little less salty. And Camden made a run, but Hiklinski, man, just kept slinging that thing. They had good run game. He has five touchdowns tonight. I mean, that's that debate, which is always a healthy one in the state of Georgia. So many candidates, so many classifications, but state's highest class, Jeremy Hiklinski, the Wake Forest, Commitment, man. He's he. It's like he's walking on water right now, fellas. Yeah, he's been awesome. And it's funny you said, it, Jeff, because I told Sam earlier that I thought he was the best player I'd seen all year for high school ball. Now I'm not talking yeah. about recruiting. We're just saying yeah. if we're picking a high school team, I'm taking this guy number one overall. I'm telling you that I feel that way. Now, if we're picking a college team, I know there's some other variables. Yeah, and, and I mean, yep. there's we're not talking about how many stars. We're just saying who passed the eye test to win high school games. I've been impressed. Now, it doesn't hurt when you got a left tackle that looks like Andre the Giant. Yeah. But that doesn't hurt, right? Really, really, really. Talk about the game he had. Let me tell you about this, fellas. You know, and what I do is I cover the University of Georgia, and these different massive ginormous humans are kind of my specialty. I, I see them a lot. I, I'm trying not to get wild a little bit. 
But Daniel Calhoun, probably 6'6", and about three, let's say 343, something like that right now, he had to go up against on some snaps the 2025 Georgia tight end commitment, who is 6'7 and a half and 240. And Daniel was like, dude, I'm not used to blocking guys that are bigger than me. He had length. <laughs> he had arms. Yeah. And it's kind of funny when you sit there, and I guess it's like when Charles Barkley got to the NBA and found out that there were a lot of dudes bigger than him. That here, came, here comes some Shaq. Here comes some David Robinson. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, David, Daniel Calhoun is going to play at Georgia. He's a left tackle in high school ball. I bet he starts out at Georgia as a guard, yeah. gets on the field faster that way. And he is mauling people. There was one clip where he blocked, like, four dudes. And, like, one of them was a guy that was trying to get in on a pile, and they, 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 they got Cal- Calhoun a little bit and his physics and leverage going in one way, but he fell in another direction and blocked another guy. I mean, it was like – it was kind of like reverse fallout, ripple effect pancakes going on here. But, like, it was fun to watch. You know, Elias Williams is a special talent. I, I tweeted out some video of Elias, and he's a five-star, number one tight end in the country, played defensive end tonight and also tight end. They flanked him out a couple of times trying to get some matchups, but Camden, Camden really couldn't throw the ball accurately. But when I tweeted out that video, guys, Georgia fans, they were all about it. They were like Darnell Washington incarnate, how, how Todd Hartley, the tight ends coach, just keeps finding dudes like this. And I think it was a big year. I asked Coach Jeff Heron in Camden County, well-respected coach. Mm-hmm. He's been all over. He's won yeah. state titles. Yeah. He knows yeah. ball. I mean, it was, almost, it was almost really funny, guys. A little side note, I think Chris's next book needs to be about the art of the last football game when, like, the coach has got to hug all those necks and dry all those tears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's got, to, he's got to go Dr. Phil. And I just mm-hmm. saw, like, a master class from Jeff Heron, like, hugging necks, taking pictures, shaking hands, slapping backs. And he turned every frown upside down, and those guys were getting ready to go run through a wall for him again. And it was their last game. But I asked him about Elias, and he says, you got to remember, he made a great point. He goes from Charlton County, which is really good football in Folkestone, but then to Camden County, and that's like going from like, that's like going from a like a little toy boat in your bathtub to a submarine or a battleship in the harbor. That's the big difference in gaps there. But he said, you know, Elias can do anything you want really well. He said he gets a question about Elias a lot about, hey, you think maybe he puts on some weight, he's going to be a tackle, and he's like, I'm gonna hold the phone right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. If he's gonna go in any direction, he's more like a wide receiver. At six eight two forty, I mean six seven and a half two forty right yeah, now. Yeah. Then us throwing weight on him and making him a tackle because this young man is so athletic, ball skills, great work ethic, great character, and you know Jeff Heron has been around a lot of balls. He's won state title at Grayson. He's won a state title at Coney County. He's won. I think he won one in Camden as well. He went over to T.L. Hanna in South Carolina, had a cup of coffee, and I think he played for a state title mm-hmm. in the Palmetto State. But, like, it was really good, and it was kind of like one of those things. And Heklinski, man, another um, moment he had, you know, I kind of call him in, in, in on Saturdays they're like Heisman moments, right? Well, then Fridays they're like, you know, Mr. Football moments or state Gatorade Player of the Year moments. He got kind of his bell rung a little bit. He was throwing a ball. Mm-hmm. He was slinging it sometimes, guys. I was, I, was, I was taking some pictures of him today, and he was letting that seed go, and his eyes were closed when he was letting it go, and he was fitting it in in that half second. And it was just really cool watching him work this offense, especially when they got under duress. When Ashton Woods goes out, he's not coming back. That's your defensive leader on the way to North Carolina. And Camden closed it to 21-17, to only four points. 
and then he just hit the accelerator again, touchdown pass, touchdown pass, and Walton took control, and the fans here at Walton, and they call it Raider Valley, were so sporty. They were chanting out, we want Milton, we want Milton, and that's the type of stuff you like to see that makes high school football great. Yeah, well, they're going to get Milton. It'll be about <laughs> 10 days from now. It won't be seven. Yeah. But they're going to get Milton in the bins. It'll be exciting. Who is playing next week that I guess the UGA fans, recruiting people, really need to keep an eye on? You got Walton Milton. You got Woodward <laughs> Academy playing Thomas County Central, Creekside in Coffee, Stockbridge in Perry, Cedar Grove, uh, Savannah Christian, and then Pierce County Rock Mart. Manchester Bowden, Prince Avenue, and Brook- and Swainsboro. That's your matchup. Yeah, who do who are we looking for? Them. There's a lot of them. So first of all, you 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 rolled off. You know, Sly County. Sly County has Aiden Walker, uh, number one linebacker in the country among the 2025 class. Um, you mentioned Savannah Christian, who I believe is going to face Cedar Grove. Right. That's going to be a Georgia commit versus a Georgia. Uh, well, versus a major Georgia target, Elijah Griffin. The very talented, six foot five, two hundred and seventy pound defensive lineman at Savannah Christian is the number one player in the country for some junior class rankings. And then Bo Walker, the dependable do everything back for Cedar Grove. He's a Georgia running back commitment right there. I mean, it's really gonna be Georgia on Georgia. Uh battles back and forth, bragging rights from one day when you're in the locker room and you're gonna say, Hey, we got you for that ring. But, you know, Chris, one little coaching element I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Is I think it's because of to get into the bins and to get booked, there's a delay here. There's a longer delay. Mm-hmm. Here's a great point. Woods has a concussion. Big part, of, big part of Walton's chance to win a title. Now, you're going to have 10 days, maybe even more so. I think the game's on the 14th. Am I right with that? 13th. Is it the 14th? The 13th. 13th. It'll be on Wednesday, a week from this coming so you're Wednesday. Go- you're going to have, like, whereas if this was a turnaround from a Friday to a Friday – you probably wouldn't have Ashton Woods back, yeah. or it would be very doubtful. But now you've got this bigger window, especially with players that are they're banged up. Like, I was watching Camden County tonight, and this is a wing-T team, very physical, coming at you, cutting legs, chopping. And it's one of those times when you play a really good football team, you may beat them, but they may get you next week because yeah. you're so banged up. You're so beat. And, like, this extra cushion for all the teams in the brackets – especially the 7A bracket, that's going to give you a little bit more time to heal a guy up, get him in the cold tub, get everybody right. In Ashton's case, I sure hope gives him a chance at a clearance because it looked like what he suffered tonight was a concussion um, by all accounts there. So, I mean, he's such a really good football player. You watch him play, guys, and they're, is, is, he, is he a 4-4 guy? No. Is he a 4-5 guy? No. But what he is is he is a master processor of what he's seeing, reading his keys, going finding his run fit and that makes him play like a four or five guy here sideline to sideline on a Friday night. He's gonna to go to North Carolina. He's gonna toughen up that defense. But you know, Chris to ask your question, all the way up and down there's dogs like potential dogs, dogs to be, you know, Daniel Calhoun, he's gonna be playing uh, Georgia commitment. He told me tonight that he's only got to the fifteenth where he takes his exams and he's that's barely out of the state championship game. Yeah. Takes his exams packs up and goes and starts starts at Georgia on the 15th for bowl practices. So he's going to get a chance to maybe Georgia wins tomorrow tomorrow and they're they're playing in the national semifinal and most likely it'll be in New Orleans, but he's going to get a chance to sit there and go, I'm going to practice with a team that's going for a national championship 
in the middle of December when I should still be in high school. And that's just so great for kids like that. Yeah, neat experience. So it is going to be interesting with the schedule, though. It's the first year we've ever done this Monday to Wednesday thing. Uh, to have it in the bins, got to be at a different time. Yeah, it's going to bring up some different things that are unintended. And I do think one of them is everybody gets a little more healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it probably is right. I mean, if Ashton Woods is out with a concussion, of course, depending on how he tests on some things, he'd be able to come back. But 10 days is a lot different than seven. And 12 yeah. days is a lot different than 10 That's true. when you're talking about something like concussion or maybe a sprained ankle or something. There's a couple different injuries where every day is a little different. Yeah. Um, so that will definitely matter. Really excited to see what they can do, Jeff. Um, this is it's a good matchup. It's been an exciting season. Uh, looking, hate that it's coming to an end, but we're looking forward to it. And um, we we'll just be you. on opposite sides tomorrow, Jeff. How about that? Ooh, listen to it. Uh oh. Uh oh. What do you got? Now, I, want, I want to break out the analyst stuff. I want to break out the good primetime analysis from you guys here in the sh- in the show right now. Shooting from the hip, looking at the looking at the matchups that are all set. Which one of those games looks like the biggest toss up or the most competitive matchup? To you, just on the surface level, I actually think maybe Walton and Milton. Honestly, not just because yeah, of his class, but I mean, I think maybe Perry and Stockbridge because of just the newness of both of them. If you're talking about all classes, yeah. but I actually think Walton and Milton's are going to be a closer game than yeah. people think. Walton is Milton's really peaking, and um, they got they got some players everywhere too. Yeah, Walton's um, kind of been that thing all season long, but Milton, you can see them just growing with each week. And I don't yeah. know if I don't know if beating Buford. You know, took a little something out of Grayson tonight, but I think Milton just played a great game with him tonight. I think the other teams, the other games, there's a pretty clear favorite. Yep, I agree. That's what I had in my mind when I asked that yeah. question. It's like, and I guess that's the way it should be. It's funny, I got a chance to be in the state of Tennessee yesterday to watch some of their state championships because they have Bulldogs there, and they don't have multiplier yet. They don't have anything like that. So what they do is they have their private schools play on one day, and it's a total private school classification, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, And then it, it's, it's kind of funny because you talk to the writers there, you talk to the coaches there, and they're like, well, these are, the best, these are the best teams in the state of Tennessee playing today. And that's the first day of the state championships. And I just thought to myself, this doesn't seem right. Like, you should have a finale. You should have, you know, the heavyweight fights. You should have the great games kind of spread out all throughout the bracket or all throughout – the championship week or the championship, you know, gala or whatever everybody likes to call it. And, you know, another thing, Chris, every coach is going to look at that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and they're going to hem and haul a little bit. Number one, they're so happy and so blessed and so thankful to be playing in the bins. But at the same time, coaches are creatures of routine, and that is going to destroy every routine they've had for, like, preparation and playing at a certain time of day. And that's another thing for them to worry about right now. Yeah, Sam brought that up earlier, but I told him, hey, man, that's a good problem to have. (laughs) (laughs) At this stage of the season. But you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Everybody, they'll just have to play their – whatever day they play the game, they'll pretend it's Friday Mm -hmm. and they'll work back from that (laughs) on their routine. But um, it's never the exact same. No. You know it's different. You know it's not Friday. Nope. (laughs) It's a little little bit different. Jeff, we appreciate you spending some time with us as always, man. We appreciate you all season long. And, folks, if you want to follow Jeff, you can follow him always. Uh, he, he is social. You can find him at Jeff Sintel, all lowercase, for Dog Nation. And, uh, hey, man, enjoy the game tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, man, appreciate you. Maybe we'll talk a little bit after that one, Chris. Take yeah. it easy, Coach. <laughs> Take care, bro. All right, all right. That is Jeff Sintel. Always great catching up with him. We got some coaches. We're going to talk to some of the winning coaches. I know uh, Coach John Hunt from out at Whippet Academy says he'll check with us. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. 
as we are all set now to head for the Bears for the state championship games. We're going to check in with some of the coaches before we get out of here tonight uh, here on this semifinals Friday night for Sports Radio 9290 Game and 9290Game.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keeping it local. This is the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at our Midtown Atlanta studios on this Friday night, this semifinal Friday night. One more round to go. The high school state playoffs on to the finals, on to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, you know, we're back in the bins. I mean, we were in the bins before. You know, we had – The bins or was it the Georgia? No, it was the bins. It was, it was, it was the, the, the bins. Because, one year it was the – No, we had the bins because we, had we, the bins we, we, only, we only played like two games. Oh, and yeah, the and then snow. snowed. Yeah. And then it went to the home stadiums. No, yeah. Or something, right? Yeah. Did we not come back to the bins that next year? No. So we've never had a full never had, championship no. in the bins. They were all in yeah. the Georgia Dome. Yeah, well, the, the Georgia Dome are over Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's been at Georgia State the last few yeah. years. But yeah. I mean, before that, yeah. when the old Georgia Dome. We in haven't Georgia. been in the bins, but just a couple games. Yeah. But we're going back. We're going to go Monday, back. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know. But still. We, we, had, a little, we had a little replay problem. Over there then. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Coach L. Lamb at Calhoun. Oh, no. That, see, see, you going to say that. <laughs> and that, that, that you're you going to get Randy McMichael all upset. <laughs> <laughs> the Peach County folks, man, he's, he's still not happy about that. They're still and, salty about you know, it. And, you know, I remember going over there that day because the snow was falling. It was a heavy snow. Mm-hmm. And the teams that got there drove through the snow were told to turn around and go back home. And that was Warner Robins and Rome. They made it through the snow. They were there, ready to play their game. And they put them back on the bus and sent them back home. And then they went and played at Warner Robins, I believe. Yeah. You know? And Rome went down I, I, I think the fear was that the way the snow was going to be, the roads would be even worse 
after they, they played. Yeah, if they'd have stayed. If they'd stayed, right? Yeah, but, it was probably the, it was the right decision for yeah, safety. Absolutely. For safety. But a lot of people are saying, come on, man, they made it. They're here. They're ready to play. <laughs> you know, guys got made it through the snow. Uh, but, no, they, they put them back on the buses and sent them back home. Uh, and never will forget that day. So, yep, we're going back to the bins, and hopefully we won't have any, any bad snow or anything like that in the conditions. If the weather's bad, of course, we can close the roof. And uh, we can go in and we can play some state championship football games. And that's what some teams have worked all season long. We talk about tonight and what they did to win and pull things through tonight. Uh, but, you know, the work starts. The work starts in really in January and February. Mm-hmm. And, you know, showing up early in the morning for your lifting, uh, things like that, the conditioning that goes on. And the, the teams that, that uh, they get to play at this stage of the season, it's kind of no accident in that regard. You put the work in. And, I mean, we're trying to reach Coach uh, John Hutton. Hope we get a chance to talk with him because, you know, his Woodward Academy team has been battling some some injuries. He said they had the injury bug. But he says, you know, the only thing was that they had such a good preseason. They had a great preseason. Everybody showed up for great participation in the lifting, in the running, the summer sessions. Everybody showed up. In other words, they had done all the right things. Absolutely. And then to see, you know, what you what you can't control, injuries or whatnot, people getting – Getting banged up, his starting uh, center uh, was one of his lead leaders on his team. His, his starting quarterback, uh, so they've had to go with a backup in, in those positions. Along and with still able to win tonight. And still able to and win. And what tonight. you find, Sam, is winning the state championship. Only one team obviously wins the whole thing, and that team is not always the on paper absolute best team for one game. It's not. It's the team that can be the best consistently. It's, and that's where you get the team that can play in the rain, the team that can play in the hot, the team that can play in the cold. and But it's also the team that can play week in, week out. It's also the team that can play when the center's out, when the quarterback's out, or whatever. You Things are going to happen over the course of a football season that make it very difficult to succeed. So I would say all 16 of our winners tonight can tell you a story of how they overcame adversity. And I think all 16 of our winners tonight are going to be teams that had to win in tough environments or the ball didn't bounce their way and they had to come back after a big win and still find a way to play. Or they had to come back after a tough loss earlier in the year before the playoffs started and get better. Or they had to come back from a tough injury. You're just going to see that teams that make it this far are obviously super talented. They obviously put in the work. But honestly, that's not even enough. You have to go beyond that and be able to do it consistently. I mean, you have to bring it every week. I mean, who's better lined up talented than some of the teams that aren't even playing tonight? Right. If, if that was all, all If that's that all it was. Right, right. And those teams worked hard, too. It's not that they didn't work hard, and that's why they're not playing tonight. It's not it. It was that they did have one week, maybe just one week. In Mill Creek's case, they're 13-0 and before last week. They didn't even have to dominate everybody. Colquitt County had been dominating everybody. And they slip up one week, you're out. You know, it's the consistency in football with yeah. limited number of games compared to basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. There's just so few games that it's who can bring it every single week at the same consistent level. And Milton is right now a great example yeah. of a team that is bringing it every single week with the same level of intensity or more every week. And you that's what the playoff football is all about. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And we've seen guys who've done that. Like I said, some familiar faces who've been there before, uh, some who have never been. 
and then some who haven't been in a long time. And you get that combination this time of year of teams who've got their different ways. They took different paths to get here, but the bottom line is they're here. You know, they've done what they've had to do, and they're here, and they're going to get to play for a state championship in Georgia next week. And uh, we can't wait. We're looking forward to going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the matchups. they will be great ones. We're going to come up in the next segment. We're going to check in with John Nelson from GPB. They had the, uh, the Walton game. But just to get his thoughts um, on that, because, you know, he loves, he loves, he loves. He's seen Walton and Milton the last two weeks, you know. Yeah, yeah. They had Milton and Calquit County the week before, so he can really give us that 7A preview. Okay. You okay. know, that's our guy right there. Yeah. Um, I know it's the high school school board show I'm on, but can I say that uh, Washington's up 34-30 to 30 on Oregon with two minutes left? Wow. And while we just reporting scores? We are, we are reporting scores. I mean, it's it, – That's it, a big one as far as the playoffs. Well, it's number who, who, three versus number five. Who, who, in the, who, who I'd say sense. that's big. It is very big. Um, is so, if you're interested and you're driving around – um, Washington's beating Oregon. I mean, it's only a. It's about as far as Camden County traveled this postseason <laughs> from here to Washington or Oregon. But, and that's actually not a joke, by the way. No, they no, went no. over twenty eight hundred miles round trip really? in four weeks. Twenty eight hundred miles. Wow. Camden County buses went over twenty eight hundred miles. It's about twenty eight hundred miles from here to San Francisco. Wow. Here you know, it's, it's almost. I, I mean, I, I saw it lined up. That's I didn't. A lot of I didn't do the math. I think Todd yeah. Holcomb and them did. But I saw that lined up where they showed the distance from here, right here in Atlanta, to San Francisco, and then the distance that they traveled, and it was nearly the same. So imagine that. Oh man! So if you wanted to travel to Oregon or Washington by car, yeah, you would be doing what Camden <laughs> County Camden, did. Camden County's the done, and they got <laughs> one more trip to go. And they get, no, no, they don't. No, they don't. Their, their trips Washington. on the way home no, right now. But hey, now. listen now. What a great season for those guys. Absolutely. I mean, they, they really started out kind of rough. They just get better, get better, get better. And then they're the last South Georgia team standing in the big class. Yeah. They should be proud of that. Coach Heron's done a great job bringing them back to that that highest level. Because, uh, they've, they've, they, because they've been that that other team on the outside, kind of with, uh, with Colquitt and Lowndes and Valdosta down there uh, in that region. And uh, so, yeah, you know, they, they get a chance to come up and show very well this season. And Walton got him tonight, 41-25, the final in that one. They're on their way to the championship game uh, coming up next week, and that's the thing that we're looking forward to. want to thank our guys who were out there doing some great work for us, as always, tonight. Day-Day Lewis was down at Creekside, had a chance to, to cover that one. And Garrett Chapman was over at Marist uh, covering Thomas County Central. And, uh, boy, the 4,000 people they brought to town tonight. 4,000 folks. 4,000. That's a lot of people, man. Yo. They bring up for a high school football. That's fantastic to do that. All right. Uh, we got one more segment here. One more segment, and we're going to check in with John Nelson from GPB Sports, get his thoughts on what's coming up, what he saw tonight, and what we're going to get to see in the next week and a half as uh, we get a chance to play for the uh, state championship games and all of the classifications. You stay tuned. That's on the way next here on this semifinal Friday night on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, Under the Light. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain, and Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Sports Radio 929thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw, Chris Parker. Uh, nine floors up in our Midtown Atlanta studios on this semifinal Friday night. And the matchups are all set and games are all gone final. And everybody's ready to move on to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to play for state championship games. And the guy who's had an eye on all of it, he's been working bracketology. Uh, he's been in, he hasn't been in the games. He's been busy in the studio over at GPB. Uh, John Nelson joins us. John, um, wow, the games tonight. And the one you saw the last couple of weeks, you have actually seen the teams that will play in the 7A championship game. It's, it's amazing. You know, when you put the, the, the Karnak hat on with the Star Chamber, and you try to figure out, you know, it's like, well, what game do we want to show? Well, how about this one? And then how about this one? And then how about this? Yeah, so we, we've actually done pretty well. Karnak has, Karnak has done well, Sam. <laughs> yes, he does. He's done very, very well. Yes, it's very, very nice with those envelopes <laughs> that, in this, uh, that are in the jar that was hermetically sealed on Funk and Wagner's doorstep. Uh, I'm ashamed that I'm old enough to remember that. <laughs> a lot of people listening did not get any of that, Sam. <laughs> that's, the Google, that's the Google machine search for tonight, kid. <laughs> We're headed for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, John. I don't know if there's one game that you're looking forward to more than the other uh, after what we've, what no. we've seen tonight. No? I love all of my children equally, Sam. You know that. Park knows that, too. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing John and what all they produce. They do a fantastic job. Man, GPB is at it this week, Sam. Yep. Always an exciting. And you got a couple extra days, John, so you got to really live up to the hype. You got a couple extra days than normal. How's that change the schedule? Uh, I mean, for us, it's just it just means that uh, our production schedule, hopefully everything is in the barn by, you know, Friday night or Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to everybody not getting any sleep tonight and making sure that we're at uh, the, the home stadium first thing Sunday morning to do our sit-downs with the coaches. Those start in earnest probably Monday morning or Tuesday. So I would probably say that maybe our schedule slides a day or two at most, but it's pretty much as normal as can be. Yep. Uh, uh, folks, spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline here with John Nelson, GPB Sports, uh, getting all set for the state championship games. We got a great mixture of teams that have been there before, uh, teams that haven't been in a while, and yep. some teams who have never been. We think about the matchup uh, with, with, with Stockbridge and Perry. Yeah, that one's – I mean, you, you look at what uh, Thomas has done in a handful of years, going from 5-5 five and five to double-digit wins – and going into the quarters, and this season they were getting into the semifinal. Uh, you know, our good friend Kevin Whitley had gotten the Stockbridge to the semis a couple of times in his tenure down there, but they were never able to break through that glass ceiling, and now they finally have. And, uh, you know, clamping down on Benedictine, I know that uh, Luke Cromenhawk was out for a little while in that game, came back in in the third quarter after leaving in the second, and, uh, Benedictine had some work to do, but it's a great win for Stockbridge. And Perry, who's had to do it, uh, you know, in a difficult way because you lose your starting quarterback to injury and you end up losing the region title to Spalding and having to come out of the, the low right part of the bracket and doing some of it on the road. But, I mean, Kevin Smith has that pedigree before he was head coach and he's built that Perry program. But he knows what it means to be in that last game of the year with his time at Northside. Now he gets to do it where he's the man in charge at Perry. It's going to be a fun one with those two. John, 
I, I could argue that nobody has dominated their schedule better than coffee. And Sam likes yeah. to say something is brewing with this coffee team. I know you'd appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, oh, no doubt. I mean, it, it, they, they are on like a double espresso, man. I mean, it, what they're doing. The Juan Valdez. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Sunday morning from what I understand. Yeah, but uh, what they've done there in you know in one of the tougher regions, you know region one park, you know this that region one across the board down yeah, you know, below the net line is always tough. And I mean, Coffee had to go through that gauntlet, beating Ware to uh, get the number one seed, and they've been able to do it at home. And I mean, you know, Coach Co with what he was able to do in Florida, and he's now replicating that with uh, what Robbie Pruitt was able to start there in Douglas, and now he's working his way and putting his own stamp on it. I'm looking forward to seeing coffee. I mean, they went on the road and then thumped Cartersville tonight, got out early and, and got the win by double digits. And so that one for me is going to be a, a fun one as well. And it's going to be one of those moments where we always joke, you know, last person out of town, turn out the lights. Everyone from Douglas, I will guarantee you, will be at Mercedes-Benz yep. Stadium. That is not a falsehood. I'm going to make a bold <laughs> prediction that even though the games are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and not the Friday, Saturday we're accustomed to, more people are going to show up than ever before. You think so? I think so. And here's why. All right. There's so many teams that are either in those communities, like John's talking mm-hmm. about, Thomas County Central. They're going to bring everybody up there, I'm telling you. Everybody knows. Um, Coffee's going to bring everybody. Yeah. But the other teams, there's a lot of newbies, you know, like you mentioned, or teams like Milton and Walton – who don't take these things lightly. You know, they're not here. Half, don't you think, John? 11 and a half miles apart. 11 and a half miles apart. Yeah. Walton, All right, so we got to get John's opinion, Sam, because okay. he's seen the last two. Everybody wants to hear the most about 7A, right? So he, see, he saw the 7A finalist in Walton tonight. He saw Milton last week uh, in the GPB game. So w- what's your take, John? <laughs> what do you think is the key to if you have seen those teams a little bit so what do you think is the something that those teams maybe if you're a fan of the other one what do you need to know about them uh make sure that your defense can catch a breath yeah i mean it, it, it you're gonna see of course now of course you know we're sitting here talking about offensive fireworks from luke nickel and jeremy hicklinski and uh, I mean, Heglinski was 42-1, and one, touchdown to interception ratio coming into tonight. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he threw two picks in the third quarter that kind of flipped the game a little bit and, and kind of turned the wick up a little bit on, on, uh, on Walton. But he finished the season, Jeremy Heglinski finishes the season at 48-3. 48. 48-3. And three. 48 and three, and he threw two of those in the third quarter tonight. Yeah, I told I told Sam I, I think he's the best high school player I saw all year. I'm not I'm not talking about recruit stuff. I think he's the yeah, best high school and, player I saw all year. And then you've got Luke Nickel and what they've been able to do at at, uh, at Milton. Yeah, and I mean it's you got you got heavyweights going at it. And they're 11 and a half miles apart. And I can guarantee you, of course, you know, the more that we talk about offense, what do you want to bet it's scoreless going into the second quarter? <laughs> <laughs> they got some good players on that defense side of the ball, too, at they Walton do. now. They do. They've got some big time guys on that defense side of the ball at Walton. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. But I do think, John, do you, 
there is enough new people in this thing. Yeah. Or just not not even if they maybe if they've been before, like Milton and Walton have been before, but they don't take that stuff for granted, man. Yeah. Everybody's no, coming everybody. out, back in the bins, video review. Yep. Oh mm-hmm. yeah now. Hey. Uh-huh. We're gonna be ready. The video review. Dr. Hines corrected me, he said it's not instant replay. It's video, it's video yeah, review. Yeah, I, I said the same thing, instant replay, it's video review. He corrected yeah, me. I'm yeah. glad you did it too, so it wasn't just me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We had, yeah, Doc, we, had, we had Dr. Hines on earlier tonight. Uh, but yeah, well, and I ask you your thoughts on his announcement uh, this week that he uh, his retirement and the fact of all the things that he's had to deal with during his tenure that his predecessors never dreamed about, starting with dealing with COVID. Well, I mean, the the game itself has changed in the last handful of years for a bunch of different ways. You know, whether we're talking technology or NIL or you know dealing with COVID. All of these things that the Georgia High School Association has dealt with, and they've come out the other side, and we always talk about how Georgia High School football is some of the best across the country, and there's a reason that they're the number three state in the country when it comes to student-athletes going to the next level. And this is all a part of it, having an association that understands and will navigate all of these new parts of the the 21st century landscape, you bring in flag football as a sanctioned sport, and you're getting uh, players who are getting scholarships the second they walk off the field. And so it's recognizing sports that need to be added, recognizing the technology that's coming through, all of the advancements. And and I give uh, Dr. Hines and the GHSA a boatload of credit for, for navigating all of these different things. And Am I going to be disappointed to see Dr. Hines go, I guess, August 1st? Absolutely. Because I don't know who I'm going to talk music about or with (laughs) as much as as I do. And so when we had him in the show, full disclosure, you know, when we had him in for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast Mm -hmm. uh, a while back, you know, I asked him about, you know, if he could set up his favorite jam band, who would it be? And so it was It was fun to get that answer. And we're trying to get him to be on Peach Jam with him and some of his buddies to, to kind of sit there and say, Robin Hines is a three-dimensional individual, you know. And, and I'm going to miss talking music with him and talking about uh, rock and roll and all kinds of things. And uh, But I am, you know, I, I, you tip your hat to Dr. Hines and what the GHSA have done navigating all this stuff, even in the last five years. You yeah. got eight more chances, John, to talk to him because – you and him are going to hand out eight of them trophies next week, man. <laughs> That's exciting. It, 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 yeah, it's going to be fun. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned Park, folks who haven't been there in a while. Savannah Christian coming back with Baker Woodward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they haven't been there since the Mr. Irrelevant. Donald Chumley was the head coach wow. at Savannah Christian. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Chumley was Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft yeah. coming out of the University of Georgia. How about that? And, and in Pierce County with Ryan Herring, and the, one of the things I will always remember about our friends from Blackshear is the train whistle that they brought to Georgia State when they won the championship yeah. game in overtime. Right. I, want, I wonder if they're going to bring their own or if they're going to lease the train whistle from Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> yeah, they, already, they already got one in there that works pretty big, good. Big decisions to make yeah, they got one in, there in Blackshear. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but there's another place, see. There won't be a person in Blackshear. No. They'll all be here. No. Uh, that's another place that'll pack it out. Manchester. Yep. They haven't been there yeah. since 1997. There won't be anybody in Manchester. They'll be in the bins. 
That's going to be yeah. – that's, that's, I really think that they got some people that are going to be really excited to be there. But speaking of noisemakers, we had some people at the Thomas Kane Central Marist game, and then Vu- uh-huh. they brought out the Vuvuzelas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew you would like that. <laughs> yeah. I, we're trying to get Arthur Blank on the phone and see if we can get him to let us know if they're going to be allowed in next week with them Vuvuzelas. Uh, I don't know about the- about the artificial noisemakers, but yeah, you mentioned Thomas County Central. I'm looking forward to Thomasville being there, or at least half of the city. They had about uh, four thousand people up here tonight. They, I mean, they, they yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll bring they'll bring them all. They'll bring them all up Georgia 300 in a week and a half. You got Rockmark coming in, chasing after their first state mm-hmm. title since 1950. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were there a couple of years ago and lost to Heard County when when Tim Barron and Heard County won. But uh, I mean, just. I'm just looking. I mean, I'm looking forward to all of these towns, all of these special places, with all of these fantastic stories coming in under one roof. I really am looking forward to it. Yeah, we as are we, as are we, man. I, I think there's going to be a great time, and like I said, we're going to have a couple extra days to get prepared for it. Uh, GPB Sports is going to be all over it as always, and uh, looking forward to getting together with Larry and we get up and have some fun. Uh, as well to get to get a couple of the days started, but looking forward to seeing you down there and uh, all of our listeners who are listening to us tonight, uh, who followed high school football this season. Hope that they make their way down to see the state's best on display at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Nelly, we appreciate you spending some time with us, man, uh, tonight. And always, we appreciate you. Always. And um, yeah, no, it's it's always fun to catch up, uh, Sam, with you and Park, and, and chew the fat and let everybody know what's going on and. As I always like to say, to say, we get to share the state with the rest of the state and kind of let everybody know about all the stories that, that are going on. And it's going to be some special times at Mercedes-Benz with these uh, 11 championship games. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much. Safe travels. And I, I, hopefully we can, we, can, we can find a way to bribe you to join me and Greg on Sunday morning. Well, it's a little past that, considering I've already agreed before the bribe hit the table. So <laughs> bad negotiate. You need you need one of Jimbo Fisher agents. <laughs> don't don't part, don't even get me started on the quitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, John. Be well, guys. All right, now that's John Nelson spending some time with us tonight. Uh, that's a that's a fitting way for us to kind of kind of round third and head for home. Uh, on this edition of the This is kind of it for us, Sam. Yeah, I man. Mean, we got a little bit. Maybe we'll talk a little next week. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit next week because mm-hmm. we got a Hawks game next next Friday, but we'll we'll do some more things to set things up for the uh, state championship games in an abbreviated version, but this is our last uh, long version. So I especially appreciate the work from everybody. Dom Chirosky, other side of the glass, you actually survived us. <laughs> Thank Love you for putting minute. up with us, Dom. Appreciate you. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Day-Day Lewis. Uh, of course, Gary Chapman, Eric Slaughter, uh, exemplary work as always, and uh, all of our contributors who will call in and join us. We thank the coaches for joining us, some of them on the buses, driving back from different places. Uh, we appreciate that as well and congratulate them on fantastic seasons. Uh, okay, uh, so we'll do that next Friday night. Hope you will join us after Hawks basketball next Friday night. For Chris Parker, partner, great stuff as always. All season long. But you'll be, you'll be, we're going to check in with you next week. We'll check in with me. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, and I'll be here Sunday morning along with Greg Clarkson. From 6 to 9, getting y'all set for Falcons and Jets. Uh, So hope you would join us then. All right. Until then, that's it for the Scoreboard Show. Your high school scoreboard show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 